0: Welcome to today's newsroom special with Liam Riley. Britons are known for adopting a stiff upper lip. Whether it's remaining resolute and unemotional in the face of adversity, it can be hard for many people to show their feelings, and when it comes to coping with grief in the immediate aftermath of the loss of a loved one, most aren't getting the support they need at such an incredibly difficult time. A new report, A Better Grief, commissioned by the charity Sue Ryder, highlights that despite 7 in 10 UK adults having suffered at least one bereavement in the last five years, the D-word remains one of our society's final taboos, with a veil of silence around the subject. To discuss the report findings and to explain why formal support can make a big difference to those who have been bereaved, we were joined by Pastor Richard Littledale and Heidi Travis, CEO of Sue Ryder.
1: So we, through RIDA, provide services, specialist services, end-of-life care in our hospices and neurological centres, and we've got lots of experts who um, know how to talk about these kind of difficult conversations, but we wanted to do some research. Um, following on from the launch of our online community where we now see 17,000 people a month come into the online community and it made us realise that there's this massive need for people to um, obviously have support when they're bereaved that they're obviously not finding in other ways and the report's really helpful and interesting um, because we, can, we know that over 70% of us will have been bereaved in the last five years Um, And I think perhaps what's come out of this um, early stage report is that over half of us would be really scared of saying the wrong thing to someone who's been recently bereaved. Mm. Um, And really, perhaps most surprisingly, is only um, 9% of people have received any kind of support outside of family and friends. Um, And people really don't know how to ask for the support. That's the key part, I think, that we're um, finding out
0: right so pastor richard do you agree do you think we still have a big issue with talking about death
2: i think we do and it's not just that people won't ask for the support what one of the effects of being bereaved is that all your capacities reduce your physical capacity your emotional capacity your mental capacity and you don't actually feel able to ask for the help even if you knew where to find it which means then that the onus is on the rest of us to offer the help even if it's in the simplest possible form. And that's one of the things this report is encouraging us to do, to think about how we can form uh, supportive communities, uh, how we can perhaps turn the workplace, for instance, into a place where people are supported through the stages of grief, which may be many
0: and long and various. Mm, and Heidi, so what do you think the effects of this silence is, so people just are not getting the support they need?
1: I think it can leave people feeling very lonely and very isolated. I think um, it can mean that people don't go back to work. One of the most surprising things in the report that was not just inside the first year, but um, two years on, people might not be back at work and might have given up work altogether because they simply feel they can't cope with it. Um, so that has an enormous impact you know, on them, on uh, the, the the workplace, Um and I think it can mean people feel really excluded from society and, and not able to kind of join in and continue with their own lives.
0: Mm, so do you think more needs to be done in terms of formal support that's available?
1: Well, I think we need to know how people would like to be supported. That's why it's kind of really important that there's some more research. We'd like government to do more research so that we can understand what it is people really said, you know, this is what would really have helped me. Um, mm. Because I think, as Richard said, it's that... Um, how do we help people feel able to come forward and, and ask for the help, or know where they can get the support that they want, um, so that we can make sure people have, you know, a, a good grief and as better grief as possible?
2: Mm. Yeah, because it's going to happen to all of us. Yeah, you know, everybody will go through this, and it's about finding means to make it more bearable, to make it more positive, even. Uh, I, I do think, you know, we're not ruined by grief; we're changed by it. Yeah. You know, it leaves scars, but you know, sometimes scars make us more
0: interesting, don't they? Mm, Absolutely. Well, Pastor Rich, you obviously, in your role, you will deal with this a lot more than the usual person. So do you have advice for all of us on how better to approach when someone is suffering a bereavement?
2: My best piece of advice is to trust your instincts and to have some kind of conversation. Don't plan it too much in advance. Questions are your friend. You know, ask questions of the person who's recently bereaved, like where was it you met or what kind of things did you like to do together? And you'll be surprised by how much those kind of questions can unleash. For the most part, people want to talk about the person they've lost.
0: Mm, and I imagine then you do avoid worrying about saying the wrong thing if you know more.
2: Yeah, and you know what? If somebody ends up crying when you've spoken to them, it doesn't actually mean you've hurt them. Mm. It probably means they needed to cry that day anyway, and you've been the mean to them doing so.
0: Right, okay. Uh, Heidi, could you just tell us what, what types of formal support are available at the moment for people?
1: Well, so we've got our on, Sue Rider online community that people can go out to. We've got in within our hospices and certainly across um, the country and other hospices in other settings and workplaces, there are family support and bereavement support services. And then there's um, formal services through um, people's local healthcare, G- GPs, etc., can point people towards um, places where they can get formal support. Um, and that won't suit everybody to be in a, in a formal support group. Some people want to. Um, have something where they can just um, share their views, and that's why probably, probably online is a really, really good way of being able to do that.
0: Okay, so once again, if people want to find out more information, where would you direct them?
1: Well, I think you can go to the Sue Ryder website and you'd be able to get sort of lots of ideas, not just about the things that we do, but about where else people can find support.
0: Okay, Heidi and Pastor Richard, thanks very much for talking to us. Thank, Thank you. you very
1: much.